Greetings, everyone. Wherever you are, whichever mode you're in, we greet you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're so glad you're here with us today. So glad. Now as we come, we come to praise the Lord and to lift him up higher and higher and higher. And so we come now to sing praises unto God under the direction of Sister Hope Carr, Minister of Music, accompanied by our wonderful husband, Brother Darnell Carr, as they come empowered and anointed with the Holy Ghost to lead us in praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord. If you haven't told the Lord this morning, come on and say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, more than anything. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. More than anything, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. I lift my hands and praise you. Lord, I praise you. More than anything, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you more than anything. More than anything. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. More than anything. More than anything. Come on, if you're able, stand to your feet and give God some praise this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let's take it up. Lord, I love you. 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 More than anything, yeah, yeah, Lord, I praise you, I lift my hands and raise you, Lord, I love you more than anything, come on, I love you more, I love you more. anything. Come on and give God some praise this morning. What can compare to our Lord God? Nothing, no one. We love you, Lord. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. 
thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way with the activity of our minds and the activity of our limbs. We thank you not lightly to be here, Father, in your presence once again. Thank you for your word that will come forth. Bless our pastor. Bless everyone that's here and everyone that's home, Father, watching on today. Let us not be the same after today, after the word that we hear. In Jesus' name. I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today, because you cared for me in such a special way, and yes, I praise you, I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your That's why my heart is filled with praise. Come on and speak to your Savior this morning and say, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Oh, because you cared for me in such a special way. And yes, I praise you, I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name. Bless you, Lord. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. Oh, you paid the price for me. Bless you, Lord. Way back on Calvary. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up. Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Come on and let's tell the Lord we love him this morning. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today, oh, because, Lord, you cared for me, it's such, such a special way, and yes, I praise you, Lord, I, I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name, yes, I praise you. You up, Lord, I magnify your name. Oh, I praise you, Lord, and I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Oh, we love you, Lord. That's why my heart is filled. Why my heart is filled with praise. Come on and give the Lord a praise this morning for what he did for you on this day. 
if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? But we're here today and we can give God praise. Lord, we love you. Have your way. We're here today to give God praise. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God's holy, holy name. Join me now. By coming with me to the New Testament of John. John chapter 16, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 16, verses 1 through 11. And now stand as you're able. Out of respect and reverence for the hearing of God's holy word. Listen now to the word of the Lord. Jesus is saying, I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogues. Today we say the church. Indeed, an hour is coming now when those who kill you will think they are doing so as an offering worship to God. And they will do this because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, that's why people are killing today. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. Now, I didn't say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now, I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because they don't believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you will see me no longer, about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God, you may be seated. And now won't you pray with and for me. Oh Lord, as I come before 
your people everywhere. In this church, in worshiping in their homes or in their cars. Oh, spirit of the living God. Fall afresh on me today. Spirit of the living God, I pray, fall afresh on me today. Melt me and mold me, fill me and use me to your glory, spirit of the living God. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way, fall afresh on me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. On last Sunday, we called Pentecost Sunday, which means the dwelling, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we continue to talk about this third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Our title for our sermon today is, We Have Not The, But The Advantage. We Have The advantage. In our scripture lesson, Jesus says in verse 7b, he said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. Hmm. When Jesus says the advocate, he's talking about the Holy, Holy Spirit, the, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples and us today who are his disciples, Jesus told them that, that, us, that, that when the Holy Spirit comes, when he comes, he will give us more of what we need to live our lives and get the work of Jesus Christ done on earth. The time Jesus spent with his disciples on earth and the flesh as a man was only a period of preparation. But the time after the Holy Spirit comes to earth, that will be the period of empowerment. Oh, we see God the Father. The Holy Spirit has always been around. But we see God the Father creating all things. And then we see his son, Jesus, who he sent to die for our sins, finishing his assignment. And now, here comes the third assignment. The Holy Spirit comes to do what God has sent him to do. After the Holy Spirit came, we would be able to do more after the Holy Spirit came. That is, if we receive the Holy Spirit and stop leaving the Holy Spirit out because it's his day. 
We'll do more. We'll do more than Jesus did because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, beloved, you know, if we truly love God, I said if we truly love God, please get this understanding. We need an advantage today over the evils of this world. And that advantage is in the supreme person of the Holy Spirit. I, I say the supreme person of the Holy Spirit because many of us who have been in the church all our lives know little or nothing about the Holy Spirit. We, we think we know God and we, we think we know Jesus and we refer to them all the time very comfortably. But the Bible teaches us that we cannot do the work that God and Jesus have commanded us to do in the world without the third person of the Trinity named the Holy Spirit. I'm just always surprised that this denomination, this Methodist denomination began solidly, solidly under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The founder of Methodism, John Wesley, said clearly something happened to him. He was just strangely warmed. His whole life changed. People talked about people who were Methodists because they had the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray God will allow us to receive. So we must have a realistic understanding of the Holy Spirit today. Amen? Amen? First of all, the Holy Spirit is not an it or a flame or a ghost or a thing or a dove. These are images used to teach us about his, his nature and his, his character. He's not a ghost wandering around in spirit form. The Holy Spirit is the supreme person. He's, he's the third person of the Trinity, God in three persons. The Bible teaches us about the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us, listen, listen, listen. Romans chapter 8, 27 says, he has a mind. 1 Corinthians says, he has a will. Romans 15, 30 Galatians 5.22, Ephesians 4.30, all say he has emotions. Act 9.31 says he comforts. Hebrew 3.7.1, Timothy 4.1 says he speaks. He can be grieved. The Bible says do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10.29 says he can be insulted. Hmm. He can be resisted. He can be lied to. That's what the Bible says in Acts 5, 1 through 11. The Holy Spirit is a supreme, all-powerful person. Glory to God. The question we need to be asking ourselves today is how can we receive more and how can we give more? And how can we be more comfortable living with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? The Word of God says, 
He's not going to force himself on us. He's not running after us. He's available. All we have to do is receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, child of God, the significance of this is that you and I still live in the period of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is a Pentecost time. I was out yesterday at a fantastic uh, celebration, and uh, I told the people, I said, you know, people have tried to insult me by saying I'm a Methocostal, uh, but that just means I'm a Methodist filled with the Holy Spirit, and so that is quite a compliment. I just want you to know who I am. I'm not ashamed. I'm a Methocostal. Glory to God. Somebody say, glory, hallelujah. The problem with the church today is that we don't have a real tangible relationship with the Holy Spirit anymore. Oh, the Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood and ignored person of the Trinity. But what we see today is that churches who love, honor, reverence, fear, and obey and receive the Holy Spirit, they are alive and well. It's a Pentecost time. Because the truth is, there is, not the, but the advantage. There is the advantage to obeying and being in sync with the Holy Spirit. See, where are you, Holy Spirit? I feel you. I feel you. I, feel, I see you, Holy Spirit. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Oh, you nudging me, Holy Spirit. Oh, you stopping me, Holy Ghost. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Thank you for convicting me, turning me around. Holy Spirit, I love you, Holy Spirit. Oh, that's a, to our advantage because the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come if Jesus did not go. He says, I'll send him to you. See, that kind of says to me that the Trinity, you know, they don't cross lines. They don't get in each other's way. They share everything. But Jesus said, okay, I did my, I did my thing. Now, I'm going to go sit at the right hand of God the Father, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's going to do his. Oh, glory to God. They kind of step out. They kind of step out of the way to let each of them do what God has assigned them to do. He's an advocate, a person who pleads for someone. An advocate is a helper, an advocate encourages, an advocate uplifts and strengthens. Oh, there are days when I know I couldn't make it if I did not have the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. I need an amen and amen. Oh, because the work of the Holy Spirit is the work of truth, teaching, illuminating, and reminding us both in our heart and our spirit and our soul and in our mind. Oh, we want to keep him on lockdown in one place. <laughs> oh, but God touches the mind. See, a preacher ought to challenge you with the word and make you think about the word. But the word of God has a spirit that ought to touch your heart. It ought to move your body. It ought to shake you up sometimes. It ought to make you speak because the Holy Spirit speaks. Oh, listen.
listen to me, church, listen, the Holy Spirit is an everlasting presence dwelling with and in the followers of Jesus Christ. You can't be a Christian and not have the Holy Ghost. He's in us, beloved, to guide and teach us, to convict the world of sin and to give God glory. We can see this when we take a look at the experience of the early disciples. Let's just take a look at the experience of the early disciples. We're supposed to be uh, watching them because they modeled for us. Listen, before the Holy Spirit, the disciples of Jesus Christ, they, they stayed in one place and they sang and they prayed all the time. Oh, but after the Holy Spirit, they became witnesses in Jerusalem and Samaria and to the othermost parts of the world. That's why the Holy Spirit is added to the church. He's added to the church virtually, technically, abilities and opportunities so that we can go out into the world with the word of God. A church without the Holy Spirit becomes a club, a gathering, a place where friends go to meet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. It is to our advantage that the church today go both live in-house and out virtually. In fact, at one of the meetings last week, he said, we will never go all the way back to the way we were. Praise God. Praise his name. Oh, glory to God. Because the world, the whole world, needs to hear the word of God preached by any means possible. Or before the Holy Spirit, they were just a fragile Band of 12 men and several women. But after, but after they received the Holy Spirit, their numbers suddenly increased by 3,000 and then 5,000 and then even more. I'm talking about what happened to the disciples in the Bible after they received the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, before the Holy Spirit. The disciples hardly did anything for anyone but each other in their little small group. But after the Holy Spirit, they had things like Peter and John, a preacher standing all day at Solomon's porch, healing the sick about a hundreds. Oh, I hope it happens again. The disciples were just raised to a higher level of power when they allowed the Holy Spirit to use them. Oh, use me, Holy Spirit, use me, said somebody. Use me. Holy Spirit, use me. And then, beloved, beloved, then here comes Jesus. Jesus had bad news and good news for his disciples on this day. He discussed these things with them. The bad news was that he was going away. He was going back to heaven to take his place on the right hand of God the Father. But he had some other bad news for them concerning the events that would take place after his departure. He said, you know what I'm going to tell y'all? The world is going to get so bad that because you have the power of the Holy Spirit and you convict the world of its sins and you speak boldly, you have holy boldness, the world is going to hate you. 
<laughs> the world is going to hate you, meaning that filled with the Holy Spirit, they're going to put you out of the church, and things will get to so bad that the, whoever kills you will think he's doing God a service. That is deep. It's deep. But I've been in some churches who, I've been in some churches who thought they were doing God a favor to kill the preacher. That's all I know. I just know that happens. I know that's happened because it's tried. Yeah, people have tried it with me. Yeah. Some people don't like me because I love God. Do I care? <laughs> Jesus said, the world is going to dog you out. And I'm going away. It appeared as if Jesus was abandoning them at the very worst time in their lives. It was somewhat like it just, it just appears to us when, you know, when we face hard times. You know, when we're going through trouble, we, we often are made to wonder, Lord, Holy Spirit, where are you? Where are you, Lord? Lord, where are you? Well, the disciples were in a state of deep depression. They were discouraged and, and filled with despair when Jesus was speaking these words to them. But, help me say that, but, but they didn't give up. They didn't give in. I said they didn't give up because folk wanted to kill them and the world was talking about them. And they didn't give in. You can't be weak and be a Christian now. One thing, you're not going to be weak if you feel with the Holy Ghost because that's where your power is going to come from. They stayed right there with Jesus as he continued the conversation. Ah, they passed that test. Oh, child of God, you see, you see, Jesus had good news in the midst of this bad news. He said, he said, then he said, but listen, but listen, you got to hang in there. You got to, you got to stay to the finish. He said, it is to your advantage that I go away. It's to your advantage that I go away. <laughs> he said, without a doubt, Jesus was referring to a, a higher plane, a, a providential design. The departure of Jesus' uh, disciples, despite how disturbing, and the departure of Jesus, despite how disturbing and ill-timed it appeared, was an integral part of the working out of God's will. See, that's what we have a hard time with today. We want it our way. Oh, God ain't going to have it. He's so sick of us wanting it our way. We forget that God is supreme. It's going to be God's way or no way. God says, my way or hit the road. Keep going. And so we would do well. critical times of our lives. You see, at the critical times around the world and oh God if you don't see what people are doing all around the world and if you don't see God in the weather and in other things that are happening all over, who would have ever thought that the whole world could be shut down overnight 
would have ever thought that our children would not be able to go into a school building where we allowed prayer to be taken out of as we sit back and let an atheist <laughs> get a bill passed and stop praying in the schools. Who would have thought that so many people would not even go inside a church, not even put on the church on the teeth. Who would have thought people would have no respect for the power of a sovereign, almighty God? Who would have thought that people would not fear a God like that? The beginning of wisdom is fear of God. To fear him, reverence him, understand that it's all about him and not all about us. Understand who he is and understand more the power that God has in his hands. Oh, things may seem bleak, beloved. All things may appear on the verge of collapsing. And too far gone to do anything to help. Oh, but, but when things look their worst, they can still be a part of God's plan. You see, the Bible says all things, all things, I like to say the good, the bad, and the ugly, the terrible, the horrible, all things are working for good for those, not for everybody. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He's an if-then God. If you love me, I'll take care of you. If you obey me, I'll fix it to where what the devil meant for evil. I'm God. I can turn it into good. Don't forget who I am. Don't be threatened by the horrors of the world. God is still God. And I'm going to stay on God's side because that's the winning side. Oh, Jesus made God's plan clear. He said, if I do not go away, the counselor, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I go away, I will send him to you. Ah, the counselor, the one who gives advice. <laughs> that, that was a promise now that Jesus would return to them, but in another form. And if, and if there would be anything better than having Jesus with them in the flesh, it would be having Jesus with them in the spirit, somebody say amen. Listen, 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 I want you to hear this one now. For the, in the flesh, Jesus was bound by time and space. He could only be one place at one time. 
Oh, but in the spirit. Oh, glory to God. The spirit, the spirit that's like the wind, oh God. Sometimes you can't see it, but you got to breathe it to live. Sometimes you don't know which way it's going to go, but I bet you will tilt you over and knock you down if you don't follow. The wind, the wind, it blows where it wants to blow. In the spirit, Jesus could be everywhere, present at all times. No matter how scattered the disciples became, no matter where any one of them ended up, Jesus could be with each one of them at the same time, for the Holy Spirit is not limited by time and space. Glory to God Almighty. I want the Holy Spirit. And then furthermore, furthermore, in the flesh, the power of Jesus was, was limited in range and in scope. He could only minister, minister to those in the vicinity of where he was. But in the spirit, his power knows no bounds. His range and his scope are unlimited. Whenever and wherever the disciples needed the power of the Lord, that power, that power would immediately be available to them by means of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Oh, good God Almighty. Oh, this new situation that we call the period of the Holy Spirit of Pentecost or the age of the Spirit of God. That's what we're living in today. It gave the disciples of Jesus an added all powerful advantage when it came to facing the forces of evil. And diversity. And we have. Oh my God. We, we have that same power today. Oh, oh yeah, we do. We just don't use it. And many of us are uh, insane enough not to even want it. And then some of us are even more cray-cray because -cray we're scared of it. Have you ever heard of anything like that? But it's true. Because you can't control it. <laughs> And so people are scared of anything they can't control. God bless their hearts. If we receive it, child of God, do you not know that regardless of what conflicts, regardless of what's going on in life, we have an all-powerful advantage. We have the Holy Spirit advantage. Oh, beloved, beloved, glory to God, the Holy Spirit reinforces us. When we face the storms of life, oh, Lord, I couldn't have made it without the Holy Spirit. Couldn't have done it in my own strength. The Holy Spirit heals us. Oh, we all battered up and, and wounded. The, the Holy Spirit, he'll lift us when we fall down. When other people will walk right around us like they don't even see us, he'll lift us up. We fall down, but we get up. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the advantage of having the Holy Spirit, the favor of God with us. Oh, Lord, I just want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then as we close, Jesus is going to say, he says, he who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And then Jesus says, and greater works we will do than he did. Because, he says, because I go to the Father. 
Jesus is saying, I did my job. I finished my assignment. Now I'm going to sit at the right hand of my Father in heaven, and I'm going to watch the Holy Spirit do his thing in dwelling in all of you. Oh, my God. Watch us, Jesus. Watch us keep praying without ceasing as you sit at the right side of the Father on our behalf that we receive the power you sent to us to do greater things than even you. conference that I went to many years ago. In fact, I checked on that church the other day because you have to keep up with what's happening when there's so much hunger, so much homelessness, so much, so many mental problems. There have to be churches today big enough to take care of all of those things. It's a new day. There are things a small church couldn't do then and certainly cannot do now. But that can't stop us because I'm thinking of some ways that we can get together with some other small churches and do some big things. But I can remember going to training. I love to learn. I love to learn things. And so I've been to hundreds and thousands of trainings and workshops and conferences on the church. And I went to this church. It was then and it still is today. The fastest growing United Methodist Church in the country and many say the world. Church of the Resurrection in a small town in Kansas where folks thought a church probably wouldn't grow, but a pastor filled with the Holy Spirit. I went, I went. I went and while I was there, walking in a group for a tour of what then was a huge church of thousands of people. Now, now today, now, now today, it, it's built a sanctuary that sits 3,500 hundred people has five, five churches under its belt, five locations. Still the fastest growing in the country and maybe the world. The Church of Resurrection to grow. They didn't even put UMC on it, but now they, everybody wants, to, wants the world to know who they are. Church of Resurrection. Beakwood King. And as we were going for a tour, one of the senior members of the church, who was a member when it was a little church, it shocked me that, that the people who greeted us were all mostly retired people with a big smile on their face. And for some reason, she, she pulled me out of the group. She said, Pastor, Pastor, come here. I want to show you something. She took me to the window. She said, Pastor, that's a whole new housing development. Beakwood's growing fast. She said, 
It's a whole new housing development. She said, you know what we do every time a new housing development shows up? She said, we ride around the blocks of the new houses. We, we stop our cars and we pray over the people in these new houses. She said, we stop and talk to the people in these New houses. None of them have ever been to the church. Some of them have never heard of us. But what we have done in the name of God Almighty, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, is to claim them even before they come. She said, Pastor, those are always hundred Those. Tears ran down my face. She said, those, they may not know it yet, but they are our people. Today, that church, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, has over 20,000 people. The new sanctuary that it has built is world-renowned, and people come from all over the world just to see it. The Bible says after the Holy Spirit came, the church grew to thousands. You see, it's a new day. Mega churches don't, don't, don't talk talk about anybody who has more than I do because I want to be like them. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Mega churches today. Windsor Village in Houston, Texas. The predominant African American, one of the largest churches in our denomination. Windsor Village has a shopping center <laughs> with a place, a medical place and a an insurance company and a, and a bank and a car dealership. And, oh, and they've built 250 houses for low-income people. And they are strictly Pentecostal. They be shouting up in Windsor. It's a... It's a it's a new day for us. It's not a new day for the word. The Bible called the numbers out that went from 3,000 to 5,000 way back in the day when the Holy Spirit fell on the church because people need all kinds of ministry today. All kind of services today. All kinds of help today. And it is the church of Jesus Christ. It's the church of Jesus Christ that will sweep around the world in old ways and new ways. We got to catch up wherever the wind's blowing. We got to find out who to, how to get people who are watching us thousands 
to become members and how they can serve the church. That's what other churches are doing. They going by the internet. <laughs> God almighty. They got a whole staff to do that. We going to get there. We going to get there. It's going to be not just about Trying to find a way to kill people. Because they have been fed violence for the last 50 years and still they've been fed over the internet violence and in the movies violence. And so that's what they are regurgitating. We gonna show them love, understanding, because it won't be us doing the work. We gonna be able to stand outside and lay hands on people, and they be healed. See the vision. See the vision. We we gonna be able to walk neighborhoods that, that don't speak English, and yet when we touch them. They know something. When we say I love you, they know something. It's time for us to grow up. To be big girls, big boys, holy bold women, holy bold men of God. It's his time. And we need to begin excited of what God is going to do because under the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will do greater works than our parents did, than our grandparents did. We will do greater works. My prayer for the church is this. The song says there's, there's nothing worth more that could ever come close. <laughs> no thing, no thing can compare. You're our living hope. Oh, your presence, Lord, your presence. I've tasted and I've seen of the sweetness of your love. Not just given to me, but for me to give to everybody I see. When my heart becomes free, And my shame is, is undone. Oh, 
when the church bows down to God and say, Lord, whatever we didn't do, forgive us and empower us to do what you want us to do. And then my shame will be undone. It's your, it's your presence, Lord. Oh, my God. There is no power like walking into a huge church and feel the presence of God in that place. Oh, he's given it to us here at Pacoima. He's given it to us. Receive. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. Your presence. There's Your nothing presence. worth more. Oh, not our means. Your presence. No thing can compare. Your presence, Lord. You're our living. You're our living. Your presence, Lord. You can always feel the Holy Spirit. I've tasted and seen oh, oh, the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free, and my shame is Your presence, Your Lord. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are right here. welcome All over here. here. Right here. Come flood Holy this place and welcome the Come flood this place change the atmosphere. Your glory. Your to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Your presence, Lord. Oh, God, you're so wonderful. So magnificent. Holy Spirit, you are Welcome right here. Come flood this place and feel Come flood this place and feel Your glory. God is what our hearts longing for. To be overcome by your presence. To be overcome by your presence. Oh, Lord, we invite you each and every For those who have been loyal members of the church to reconnect. <laughs> Rebirth. More of the Holy 
And for those of you watching, he'll come right in your home. All the family needs healed. All the places you take your children, make sure if you don't go to church, you sit them down to worship at home. God is just waiting for us to receive your word. The Holy Spirit is available to you today. If you want to join, just make sure your name is on, on somebody's church. We invite you here, but if this is not the church of your choice. We will recommend you one. It's the time of the Holy Spirit. It's the time of the Holy Spirit. If you want to give, we invite you to give. If you want to call, we invite you to call. You want prayer, we invite you to let us know. But as we prepare to leave this sanctuary, don't think the Holy Spirit was just here. The Holy Spirit of God is everywhere. Everywhere. And this will be the greatest time church of Jesus Christ has ever known because we will be dwelling in and out and among the power of the Holy Spirit. And now as we Leave this place, but not his presence. Lord, we are available to you. Please use each and every one of us to your glory by filling us with the power, the power of your precious Holy Spirit. Jesus' name we pray. Go now under the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Let, Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen.